IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website at iatse212.com or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting. Hey, 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 it's Matt Waterworth here on the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about the screen industries of Alberta and uh, try to give you some insight and information and uh, details, deadlines uh, to help you, uh, you know, be a better filmmaker. Um, So welcome to it. I'm Matt Waterworth without Scott Westby. I know the Scott Westby fans sending in the hate mail now. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, it is, uh, it is a busy time for us. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's getting more and more challenging as we get closer to the, the Jones and feature film, but, uh, things are going, uh, going well with that. Speaking of which we're, uh, we've been working on, uh, crewing up and, uh, getting, uh, our locations, uh, sorted out. So that process has begun, not to mention all the fun, uh, behind the scenes, legal and insurance and agreement and contract and ACTRA and unions stuff that uh, is all part of the wonderful filmmaking process. So uh, let us know if you would like to find out more information about that. We are uh, available for, uh, you know, for any questions or or interest you might have as we head into Jones and uh, this coming September. So, uh, a couple of news items for you. This one's interesting. Of course, uh, the Oscars, uh, have added a new category, the, uh, category for most popular film, um, meaning that, uh, they're going to be adding on a, uh, more globally accessible three hour telecast, uh, and adding this category to the, uh, to the award show. So that also means um, losing some categories. And uh, I've heard that, you know, people joking about things like short film going away, and that's kind of sad, actually. Um, so ultimately, I, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in this move. I think a lot of people are. And uh, that's just the way it goes. It'll be interesting to see how the, uh, how the, the next um, uh, telecast goes, because, you know, there's some big changes um but of course, uh, you know, I, I think I get where they're coming from. Make the uh, make the show a little more um, accessible to the average person who's going to more of the blockbuster type films. So it would be weird, however, if a movie like, you know, Skyscraper or The Meg got uh, an Oscar for most popular film. I'm not quite sure how that's going to uh, hit, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Chris Rock is going to be starring in Fargo season four, but we don't know if the show is returning to Calgary. Uh, there are intentions uh, to commence filming uh, next year, um, but a Fox spokesperson, spokesperson has said it's too early to tell where production will be located, but a source close to the production told Post Media that it is the hope to in- and intent to return to Calgary, but nothing has been 100% confirmed just yet uh they have uh, said good things about working in calgary so hopefully uh season four of that show 
can return to uh, to our uh, wonderful province. Canada is at the top of the list uh, as of 2017's uh, list. And when it comes to the top 100 feature films at the domestic box office released theatrically within the U.S. during the 2017 calendar year, if you look at those 100 films, uh, 20 of those films were filmed in Canada, um, I guess primarily, which is very cool. Uh, first time that's happened. And, uh, of course, you know, you, splitting up some of the other jurisdictions, um, you, you know, it's not, I mean, if you're looking, if you're going by country, uh, that's not really true. Of course, Georgia, Louisiana, and California, they all had a total of, uh, well, actually, and also 20. Uh, oh, no, that's not true. 30. Uh, so 30 films in the U.S., um, uh, 30 of those top 100 films. So um, if you consider Canada to be a single jurisdiction, which it is most certainly not, uh, 20 films in 2017, Georgia 15, the UK had 15, California had 10, uh, New York, I forgot to include in the first place, uh, six, Louisiana five, Australia five, and France three in 2017. So that uh, that does look good for Canada, but uh, I think it's kind of a data manipulation a little bit because, of course, well, I mean, I don't know what those 20 films were. Maybe they were all filmed in BC or something, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, that's Canada is a big place. Toronto, you know, Alberta, uh, Montreal. These are you know frequent locations. So I think it's a little bit strange to lump them in together. But uh, go Canada. That's a good sign. Uh, I think overall. Regardless, I remember when Heartland uh, filmed its 100th episode, and now they have shot their uh, 200th episode. Uh, the show just does not stop, and it is a huge milestone. And at that time, it was the longest-running one-hour drama, scripted drama, um, in Canada's history. Uh, so double that, um, and it keeps on rolling. So I've uh, got a great interview uh, today with you that we recorded on Skype with Shelley Quaid of the National Screen Institute. Now, I know uh, the Totally Television uh, deadline for the National Screen Institute just passed, but the uh, Features First program is coming right up, which is uh, very cool. Um, and, you know, Scott and I talk about it all the time. It's a, it's a, it's an event. It's a, a you know, a workshop. A, what is it? What a program really that uh, changed our lives and really put us in uh, in a whole new stratosphere uh, when it comes to filmmaking. So we asked Shelley Quaid if she would kindly join us. Uh, on the show, and uh, she was kind enough to do so. And, uh, you know, Shelly, if you don't know, is the manager of programs and development over at NSI. And she runs the Features First course, and uh, she does an incredible job of it. Um, she has uh, experience with uh, Frantic Films, which is a huge company in, in Canada, and uh, is definitely, you know, a, a friend to anyone who's taking uh, these these programs at uh, the NSI. So um, if you would, uh, if you're intending to apply or if you've ever thought about applying to the Features First program, get ready for uh, a ton of useful information um, and uh, take some notes because uh, there's some really good information in this conversation about how to get in and about how to make the most of it when you, uh, when you do get it. So we want to see a lot more Alberta projects heading there every year. So uh, here it is, our interview with Shelley Quaid. Okay. So this is a long overdue conversation. Uh, um, 
obviously we talk about uh, NSI probably every episode of the podcast <laughs> um, because, you know, it really was uh, it, it created the foundation that we've uh, been building our careers on. Um, and when we went through uh, the features first program, it was 2014. And it was also the first year uh, that Shelley was uh, with the NSI. Is that right, Shelley? Yes, that's right. You yeah. So we've kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, how, how is that? Yeah. I mean, there's, I have so many questions, but maybe let's start with, um, just you as a filmmaker. So tell us about your journey, like where, where you got started and how you, uh, came up and ended up at the NSI. Tell us that story. Well, it's a little bit of a tale. First of all, thanks for having me on you guys. You know, I miss you and I love to hear from you. <laughs> um, I really do. And uh, okay, so if you read my bio online, I'll quote a little bit from that as well. But when I was a kid, I lived, I grew up in Halliburton, Ontario, and they filmed meatballs there. So we got to go, my family had five kids, so they used to call us as extras. Um, we had to go and audition to be in meatballs. So I did cartwheels and I was in. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> so we played, we played campers in the movie and wow. uh, we got called pretty much every day for the, you know, week or two that they were filming. So that just right then I thought that was what I, I wanted to do something in that, but right. you know, small town, what was I going to do? So then. So I just progressed through, you know, life goes on and, you know, your own journey changes. And I ended up uh, working at Frantic Films, which was like an awesome job. And I got I got to try out uh, the the my boss, Jamie Brown, was great. And he let me try out different parts of the company. So I oh, got cool. a taste of things like casting and especially script reading, uh, proofing cuts, things like that, um, as well as doing admin, you know, work as well. So. That it was at Frantic Films that I met Melissa Capist, who was working in scripted at the time, and uh, she had gone over to the NSI, and she was the director of the programming there. And then at that time, she had said there was an opening for Features First, which felt really scary, but I thought, yeah, like I can do all that stuff that that was needed. And it was uh, so it was a great transition for me, and you know, really not only career changing but life changing for me. Wow. So, and also, you know, as an aside, my dad's an author, so I would proofread his books. So oh, cool. I do a lot, you know, a lot of script reading and, and a lot of proofing and stuff like that. So those are my really, the favorite parts of my job. Cool. And that brought me to you guys. Right. So, so tell us about, um, what your role was when you started and then how, how that's evolved. Well, my role when I started hasn't changed a lot, except that now that I feel a lot more comfortable about facilitating. So what uh, what I'm responsible for is, uh, you know, helping get the jury, you know, when we're doing the selection of the script. So I'm organizing all of that. Um, and then, you know, as far as keeping, you know, the teams in order, I, you know, I facilitate the boot camps. So if you if people don't know, once you get in to the program, we pick four projects and uh, four ultimately four teams. Um, and then we do a boot camp for the producer and the writer. And it's usually the end of January, beginning of February. So we bring the writer and producer together. And uh, so my job there is to bring in all the guests that we would right. have. And the guests are all the key industry people that, you know, can help you along the way. 
So the first part of the program is mostly, you know, working towards the development of your script. But then as you get halfway through or or almost halfway through, you we start, you know, really pushing with the producer. And how are you going to get it made? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, while the writer's working on the script, right. we're working with the producer and bringing in. So that's that's what my job has always been. But now that I know a little bit more and I'm starting to know more people and have more connections, um, I'm five years in now and I feel like we have a really good success rate and we have like great teams and we've made over 20 features already or like we've been involved in the, in the creation of at least 20. Um, I just feel, I just feel like I have, I can reach out to um, kind of more and more people that can help get these projects made. Right. So when you when you say 20 features, do you mean like 20 features uh, the, whose projects have gone through the program or 20 teams that have created features through their like for us, for example, you know, Synapses was the pro- project we took through um, and that hasn't been made yet. But obviously now we've made uh, we're making our second film and that's kind of because of NSI. So how do you classify that? Well, the 20 are actual NSI uh, features that have right. been made, like features that have right. gone okay. through the program and then they've gone on to be made. So there right. is more than 20. There's some in, that are just, you know, just waiting in the wings. So I can't even tell you who those ones are yet, but there's more. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, I've, I always think that Synapse, for example, is it's like it's it needs to be made. It's such a great project and it's evolved, you know, since Certainly. I first read it five years ago, it's, <laughs> you know, the last time you sent me something, I mean, it's even, it's even better, which I can't believe. So that's your perfect, <laughs> your perfect examples of not only great teams with, you know, that had great, uh, a working, great working relationship, but you, we, we got you to the end of our program and then we sent you on your way, hopefully with a script that was pretty much polished and ready to do whatever you felt with it, but you took it and you evolved it even more. So like developed it even more. So I think that you're, you guys are a perfect example of what we're hoping that we are right. to people. Well, and for us, I mean, um, you know, film school is great at, at teaching you uh, how to run a camera and how to, you know, edit a movie together and how to write scripts. Um, but th- there aren't many um, lessons dedicated to the phase called development, which is, uh, you know, the, the phase from nothing where you are right now to getting a green light. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it's a, that's voodoo magic and it's a really, really tough, um, place to work and to live in. Uh, so that was what I really got out of features first. And and that was the knowledge that we got there. Yes, it was kind of developed for synapse, but we ended up being able to repurpose that to get uh, our first couple of features made. So, well, um, we like yeah. to open doors, right? So exactly, we open yeah. doors for you guys that now you can walk through, like you can give, you know, telephone a call and say, Hey, right. what should we do about this? Like you have, it, it gets you into that kind of the key to that special club. So, you know, the thing is we, we can also, you know, by your next project, we can see how much it helped that you went through with your first project. Um, and plus we give you money, right? So I don't know if that happens very often, but we hand you a check right at the beginning saying, here you go. Here's how we're going to help you develop it. So right. that, I don't think you get that all the time. Uh, certainly not. No. That's a good point. Yeah. So, um, so, so I guess maybe can we start at the beginning of, of NSI, just kind of tell us about the organization and how it came to be and, and, you know, what its mission is and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then maybe, Give us a bit of an overview of all the different programs that uh, you folks put on and, and uh, uh, all that kind of stuff. Okay, now you're putting me on the spot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need we don't need like dates or anything like that, but 
Well, we've been around for more than 30 years. And of course, it's we're there because we want to make, you know, great, uh, great creative people. So we do training for we have training in all areas. So we are we're the only national training organization that's for writers, directors and producers in film and television and now in digital media. So it's, uh, I'm just looking at the website here so that I get everything right. Um, so we are a not-for-profit organization and the main office is in Winnipeg. Um, we have like our CEOs in Toronto and I'm, I'm now, we have an office here in Halifax. So I'm, I'm all the, now we're, we are truly cross country. Right. Of course. We, you know, we, we train everybody from, you know, all across the country for all of our different kinds of programming. Um, we are super proud of our indigenous programming, which uh, there there is a lot of different opportunities there. Um, we've got the NSI Online Short Film Festival, which did you guys ever enter that one? We have entered uh, a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no successes yet, but we'll get there. No, I know. But that's a good thing about <laughs> our programs is if you don't get in the first time, like you're always welcome to apply again. So. For sure. For sure. We have so like currently we're running. We've got some indigenous programs right now. We've got uh, we're helping tell us out there with Story Hive, and uh, the good story about that is we're bringing a lot of our mentor, our you know our alumni as to become mentors, which you guys were a part of. Um, so we're helping to facilitate that. We uh, we're still running Totally Television, which is awesome, and uh, we're getting incredible applications for that. The deadline for that is the 13th of this month. Um, so we've got, uh, and then there's other, but we're always constantly changing our our plans for what kind of programs that we can run. But of course we run um, a lot off sponsorship. So we, we're always looking for a way to, to, to do more for, right. you know, Indian filmmakers. Cool. Uh, so, so I guess, um, you know, the, the by the time this episode comes out, the totally television uh, application window will have passed. But we hope this is a bit of an evergreen episode. So maybe just tell us a little bit about uh, Totally TV and you know how it's structured um, and what teams who are going through it can kind of expect. Um, okay, well, I used to run Totally Television, so I a lot of my my thoughts are from when I was doing it. They've changed it up a bit. It's even better this year. So make sure you go online if you happen to read some of the changes. Sure. Um, so anyway, the, what, how that works is the applications come in and then again, it goes before a jury of key industry people. Um, from there, they pick, uh, I believe, four different teams and then they go through phase one together. And there's, you know, again, they're bringing in key industry people to talk to you and, uh, you know, lots of case studies, uh, executive producers, telefilm, distributors, broadcasters. And you go through the program that way for the first phase and then by the, uh, then I believe two teams still go through for the second phase. So this year, the change is that phase two teams are going to be attended, attending scripted summit in Los Angeles in November. So that's going to be amazing. And that, cool. uh, so anyway, yeah. And again, that program is absolutely career and life changing. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, so it's, it's, uh, kind of a weekend in, in the room together as a team. Is that kind of how it's structured? And then a lot of it's self-directed or. 
it's yeah. uh, it's a week, you know, we bring the teams together for the week. And then, uh, then again, you're, it's, we call ourselves a school without walls because then we send you off, you do your homework and, uh, and you know, there's deliverables, which is real life. So mm-hmm. you have, you know, deliverables that you have to take care of. And then, uh, and then by the, then based on that, the way it's done is you look to see what the, you know, the two that could possibly go forward and have the, you know, have the best chance of, you know, being able to pitch to broadcasters and, and be made. So that's how that one works. And then they take it. So they take two of the teams that go into the next phase. Right. And what is the, uh, oh, right. The second phase is in LA. Uh, okay. So I guess like, what is your, you know, what is, what is the dream for, um, for you, I guess, for these, for these teams that go through, like, what is, you know, like, how are you, um, you know, positioning them, I guess, what is the strategy there around that? Well, I think what we want to do is we want to be able to give you the confidence and support that you've got a really great project by the time you've, you know, from beginning to end, your script has evolved so much. And and I'm speaking for features first, but it could be applied to any of our programs. And then so for features first, by the end of the 10 months, we want you to feel confident that you're leaving with a really great, you know, toolbox full of how to proceed you know like you feel you feel that you can approach people for funding that you know what it's like you know the producer knows the responsibilities the writer has been through at least three drafts with uh experienced story editors so you know they they get that feeling that they have a really great project when they're done right and of course um support in developing the rest of the you know pitch materials or other development materials that are that surround the script right um, right. Well, which we, was we do work yeah. throughout, you know, and every year it gets different. So, um, and as you know, there's like, even since you guys were in it, it's changed as far as needing a proof, possibly needing a proof of concept or a short, you know, when oh, you're okay. trying to sell it. Right. I mean, back, back even five years ago, that was not the way it was. It was like, right. you were hearing that you know, you don't leave video. Nobody wants to see that. But now you'll go to, you know, and some of the distributors are like, yeah, we kind of want to see what this is going to look like. Right. So that brings me to the changes we have for this year in the program. And we've started the last couple of years about doing this. Um, we we're starting to see that this is happening more frequently. And as we bring the distributors in, they're starting to talk about it a little bit more. And um, so we have William F. White's came forward and they've offered each team in the program $10,000 in kind towards uh, equipment to use, which they feel is enough to use towards a short or a proof of concept. That's wonderful. So that, yeah, they started last year, which is amazing. And then also through the relationship, you could also, if you went decided after the program you were going to go straight to feature, that, could, that in kind uh, money could still be used. So that's we worked that out, and that's thanks to Greg Jeffs, and he's amazing. one of of your people out there yeah he sure is he was actually just a recent guest of the podcast yeah that's right yeah he's always giving back um (laughs) and the other thing is this so the brand new thing this year is we have deluxe who has come in with seventy five hundred dollars post to be able to use towards any any of our teams that are using uh that would like to use their in-kind uh gift towards you know proof of concept or short or they're willing to sit down and discuss um you know, if they're, if you're going straight to feature, cool, which right. we have, had, we, we had a team, uh, that went through the program and they were filming a year later. So it happened. So wow. well, it's, That's it's awesome. hard to make these connections ahead of time. Mm-hmm. 
Very cool. Uh, Matt, I've been asking a lot of questions. I've been I'm steamrolling this thing. Why don't you jump in? <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, I guess the, the big question I have is what, I mean, what would you say is the, is the most exciting part of the program? It's pretty, it's pretty all encompassing. Um, you know, I have, I have my own personal answer, but I'd, I'd be interested to know what you think is kind of the best value that uh, the participants get. Well, I think what what I see when I take pride in and then I have talked to alumni who said the same thing is the connections you guys make within the group. Mm. So you're, you're like making these connections, you're helping each other out. You've got this really tight group of, you know, the alumni that work together and cross over. And we've had um, one of the teams that went through a couple of years ago, the producer hopped on on to one of the other projects that was being made and uh, she was she became a producer on that one. Oh, interesting. So yeah, like there's just always, you know, we've had it's it's helpful we've had like a lawyer in the group so and then you get <laughs> wow. you know they're the ones who get hey, a little bit of advice and uh you know more people with a higher level maybe of producing or they have web experience and it's just being able to reach out to each other to me that's what i see and what makes me feel really good is that we're making these really tight connections with the alumni mm. and then now it makes me feel great to be able to count on you guys to mentor other people yeah. uh, that that just works out for me i'm super proud of that that's so, a really Matt, good what, were you, what were you thinking? <laughs> well, uh, not necessarily. Uh, cer- certainly in the uh, networking and, and kind of um, uh, connections world um, and, and absolutely very valuable um, to connect with other participants. But but the fact that, you know, we just that, that you, you put us in rooms with um, just some crazy, crazy names, like some huge players in the uh, Canadian film and television landscape. And, uh, for, you know, for that to just be for a total of, you know, in our case, eight people, um, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of, um, rare air to, uh, to kind of be in those rooms with, uh, you know, you know, people from, from distributors to broadcasters, to producers, to, uh, past, you know, filmmakers of the program and, and so on and so forth. There are, um, it, it like that's a huge step because it's so hard to, especially uh, for Alberta filmmakers, try to make those connections um, when when you know we're not necessarily living in the same city as uh, a lot of the the major players of of our community. So um, that that for me was pretty uh, pretty valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's what we try to do each year. Like it changes up every year because there's, you know, there's, we look at each of the projects and what would work best for the projects. So we don't bring in the exact same group of people every year. We right. bring in, we look at, at what kind of project we're dealing with. So, and it goes the same thing with uh, just talking about, you know, the award money that the NSI gives you $7,500 to use towards development of your script, your pro, you know, you, however you're going to use that, we work with you to decide, you know, best ways to get that done. Right. And that changes every year too. I mean, when you guys were in it, I think it was, you know, you, you were using it to do like, leave behind some cards right or, yeah, you know yeah. things like that sure. people you know that seems to be don't leave that you know don't make leave behinds anymore now it's video or mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's every year the marketing idea changes so right. it that's we have to really be on top of that and figure out how best to make that happen so i think nsi like i think we we have enough connections and and this year in the program we have al mcgee he's my um 
program advisor and he's so awesome. He is so talented and connected. And I mean, his vision for how the program is moving forward, it's, it's amazing. And you're going to leave here thinking like you're ready to go. Um, you're going to see some really, some really big news coming out of the program in the next couple of years. Cool. Amazing. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. Including you guys. <laughs> yeah. <Maybe> a better. <laughs> Yeah, we, we very much want to be, uh, we want, you know, we, we know that uh, two of the four films that were part of uh, our year features first have been made, which is very cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Number three. We want to be three for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll have to race Camille for Ninja Girl for that yeah, one. Right, for sure. <laughs> the Calgary Film Center is a world-class screen-based production facility suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease. They have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces complemented by their anchor tenant William F. White, Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. And at the Calgary Film Centre, their aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs as well. The Calgary Film Center delivers programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. To find out more, check out calgaryfilmcenter.com. Um, so, so tell us about um, what you look for in, in an application. Like, what are some things that you're really kind of paying attention to that that might not be obvious to someone who's, you know, they don't really they've never made a feature before and they're they're not really sure, you know, what what to lean into and what to weigh heavily on. Like, what what are some kind of tips and tricks from your camp, do you think? Well, I think, first of all, sometimes people, I think, are intimidated just because we do have such a success rate. But those people all started, you know, where you are. You know, you, you we take uh, we take emerging producers and writers that are working on their first or second feature. So that first feature could have been a low-budget feature. And then all of a sudden, you're stepping up and you want, you know, you're looking at something around, you know, 1.2 million. So, you know, don't be intimidated if you've got a, it's all about a really great script to start with. So that's what we're really focused on that we're focused on. First of all, the jury's reading and they're just like, okay, the script blew me away. Awesome. doesn't matter if you haven't made anything yet, but you have to have, there has to be some experience on both sides, but the, uh, the producer and the writer, you have to make a really, you have to be a really tight team. And we interview you ahead of time. So the producer has to have as much stake in that script as the writer has. They have to know it and they have to pitch it and they have to believe in it. And we can, you know, you see that as you're going through the program, that that's, that's a responsibility we expect of the team. So as far as an application is just make sure you've got everything, look at the checklist, follow through, um, make sure it's, you know, one document that you're that you're uploading um just make sure that if these are just based on some questions we've had lately um right. if you for your recommendation letters they have to be current and they have to be you know associated with this program why they think you'd be great in this program um yeah just just that kind of thing is just make sure that double check your spelling mistakes on your script <laughs> and that like that sounds like oh yeah how can you know with spell check but i'm telling you yeah, it happens true. all the time. It really does. And it can, you know, as a reader, as a as a proofreader myself, that throws me off. So I can only imagine people who are reading scripts, you know, that are in our jury that it's just an easy fix. For so sure. yeah, just 
Just a good, and nothing, and this year we're really going to be strict, nothing more than 105 pages. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Good to know. So, it just look at the, look at the checklist, look at the guidelines. And most importantly, if you have any questions before the deadline, which is September 14th, um, feel free to email me or call me and ask me ahead of time. I, I can help you and, you know, and if I don't know the answers, I will always find it for you. Do you find that, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a secret trick that we often, uh, think to employ is to, you know, reach out to the organization before. And I feel like nobody actually does that. Um, but it's a great way to kind of get a leg up in the oh, application. It, absolutely. It totally yeah. is. And, and what I find is, and you guys know Josh and Kyle, course, <laughs> you know them well. and uh, they're like that as well, which is why, you know, they've done so well is reaching out ahead of time is a great idea. Um, just so that, you know, I know you ahead of time before it's, it's the application comes in, um, making sure for sure, you know, what we're talking about is really important and don't feel again, don't feel intimidated that you can't ask. Um, but the other thing with what you guys did and what they did is, you know, reaching out after meeting all of these people to say, thank you. And just keeping that connection is, is brilliant because, you know, it's a small world, this industry, and you never know when you're going to be working with those people in some way. And they'll remember, and, and, and the NSI, and I, I hope you'll agree with this as well is it's a real calling card for people because they know they've gone through a program. They know they've been filtered. They know they're the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you, you know, you'll find that if you say you went through the NSI features first program, it's like, Oh, okay, let's talk. So that's yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a stamp of legitimacy for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask about frustrations, but I don't think that's the right way to put it. Um, what do you think are some things that uh, that you're seeing a lot of, of mistakes being made in in applications? Is there something that, apart from spelling that you're seeing more and more of, or that you kind of wish that everyone knew? Like that's a minimal thing. It's it's knowing your genre too. Like that's the biggest question is, hey, what should I submit? You know, what kind of genre? What are you looking for? And you're looking for everything. So I think some of them, and I wouldn't even say mistakes or whatever, but is is know your know your industry, like know what's, what's out there. And uh, a good idea is to check to see what the, um, check to see what the, the market's doing right now. And like what distributors are promoting right now. Um, like look up uh, some of the, the bigger festivals and see what's, you know, what's gone through, what's, you know, being made and know your script. So that's right. kind of, that, we kind of run into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find, and again, this is just a proofing kind of thing, is the formatting, it's got a common script form. So oh, yeah, if you're, you know, it, it's happened, not very often, but, you know, if somebody submits and it's more like a, you know, they're submitting a novel, that's not going to work. You right. need the script program. So. Right. Which but is easy to do I, for free now, if, uh, if people don't know. Celtex, of course, is a free uh, software that allows you to format your script properly, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's free and open source, and uh, that's how I write my scripts still. I think the one of the, one of the biggest is the is sending like too big of a script, like 125 pages uh, or yeah. something like. That. Right. Like we get that probably every single year, and I mean that's great, but it's unnecessary, and that's not what you're going to end up with anyway. So right. <laughs> yeah. it's good to have a little bit of you know input, you know, to find out. 
And that's, that's to me, if, you know, it's meeting your groups and it's getting involved in, you know, the different, you know, writing groups or producing groups or film groups, just being a part of that and knowing that you can bounce your ideas off other people that are, you know, the same place as you, it seems like it would be very important. Right. Absolutely. So something I, I, I've been wondering is, um, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, tips on, on how to get in, um, but for, for teams that do get in, what, what would you suggest is the best way to really make the most of it? Um, with the application or while you're in the program, when you're in the program, if you've already succeeded, um, you know, what are some tips that, that, uh, teams can do to not squander such a great opportunity? Well, I think number one is to make sure all of your deliverables are in on time. Hmm. And that sort of seems like you can brush that off because it's just a training program. But what you're forgetting is that we're approached by all kinds of different people that are like, what do you think of this team? What do you think? You know, how did they do, you know, through the program? Um, So we're sometimes being a reference for you, you know, years down the line. So that's kind of a to do that. Um, and, and I think that you guys can attest to that deliverables in the real world are absolutely could cost you a lot of money if you're, Oh yeah, for sure. So we do teach that. So (laughs) the training that we do and the homework that we give is, uh, it's all designed to help you to fill out your, you know, when you are applying for funding and you're, you are trying to get it made and you know, the producers trying to do all this budgeting, we're trying to, we tailor our training for that. So, so it, it's like really paying attention, really using every source that we give you to, you know, take it above and beyond. Uh, one thing that, that always impresses me is with your award money is to use it towards like, maybe you need somebody else to take one more look at your budget that's, right. you know, outside, outside of us, outside of, you know, your your writer, like it's actually hires, use the money to hire somebody to look at your script. Um, that's kind of, that's, I, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, especially if we, well, we, we run all of our boot camps out of Toronto. So as with you guys, we brought you in for the boot camps. Yeah. But you always hustled, right? There wasn't just, you didn't just come to the NSI boot camp. You were hustling and running meetings and, sure. you know, trying to meet with whoever you could meet with while you were there. Totally. And that is so smart to do because you're actually in Toronto where there's some, you know, decision makers that maybe you don't have access to out in Alberta and BC, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. Right. That's, that's to me what I would do if I was in that program is uh, is to make sure that I took far, really took advantage of, of being in, in Toronto. Cool. Yeah. It, it, uh, what a wonderful place to, uh, to be as well. I really liked, you know, I haven't really been in Toronto, uh, except for thanks to the NSI. Um, and it's, it's such a fun town and, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. If you, if you're not kind of, um, scheduling your own meetings in, in, uh, you know, the off time, um, uh, you're not necessarily making as much use of it as you can, especially if you're an Alberta filmmaker, um, where, you know, a flight to Toronto is not the cheapest. So, uh, it's pretty amazing that NSI covers that. Yes, we do that. And then you can use your award money for, um, to go to Toronto. Like some of ours, some of our groups will be using it this year just to get to TIFF. Right. So cool. it'll, you know, at least gets you there. You get to, you know, sometimes it's not the best time to set up meetings, but you're there and you get to, you know, be around 
other filmmakers. So right. using it, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities. And uh, a lot of times, like we got invited this year to the, uh, like all the producers got invited to the Canadian Film Fest, which that was amazing. They, you know, red carpet and they got to go. Nice. And then we got, invited the, it was a big deal to go to February Freeze, which is through William F. White's. Um, I sat on a panel, but we got to bring them, you know, all the producers got to go there and see, you know, and I believe the writers at the same time. Yeah. And they got to go and see how, you know, all of that runs and it's just being made to feel really special in the program. It opens so many opportunities. Very cool. It gets bigger, bigger and better every year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are there any kind of common misconceptions that, uh, that people come up, you know, bringing up to you that you have to kind of correct them? Is there something like a big one for, for us that we often see is people think that, um, that they're that you're getting production financing um right yeah and it, like, we often correct like we often correct them like no it's just a it's, a it's a development accelerator you're not actually getting money to go make a film um but you're getting the tools to yeah. figure out how to go do that are there anything else that's kind of like that that you see well i think they think we're a school like that you have to you know pack your bags and come to school for a year but it's not like that um as you guys know it's like i said we bring you in for the boot camps the first boot camp is the writer producer together and they come for uh it's a five-day uh, program. Um, so that's where, you know, we start with story editing and then, you know, every day is something different, bringing in new people. It's packed from nine to usually nine to six every day. It's packed with something. Right. Um, it, that first week ends with pitching, you know, it's a mock, but it's mock pitching to executive producers. So by the end of the week, you know, here you are as a team and you're pitching your project that has probably changed since day one. Then, uh, and then we bring the producer in a few months later, we bring the producer in and for that boot camp, we're bringing in, you know, distributors, we bring in a line producer to go through your budgets line by line. Um, yeah, like it's, we bring in the banks, we bring in the, you know, any funding source that we can possibly get, we bring in ACTRA, we bring in casting agents, uh, you know, all those kind of people for you to meet. Cool. Um, and then what I find was really important, and I think we did it with you guys as well, is uh, we bring in for script clearances, which people, you know, forget about, but we bring that in. <laughs> we bring working in for that so i mean we we try to arm you with as many tools as you need um and then what we've been doing the last couple of years it, three years i guess is we take the writers to the toronto screenwriters conference huh? and that's been amazing but prior to that we took them to see robert mckee in new york wow um you know they did a you know a session with him over the weekend amazing but now we I feel like Toronto Screenwriters Conference, I can't say enough about how incredible that is. And if you if you are a writer and you can get yourself to Toronto, and I believe they're going to hold it at the end of June again, you have to go. So we do that. And then we follow that up with two days. We hire Corey Mandel, who is um, an incredible creative. He's a, you know, a story editor. He's, a, you know, all kinds of script screenwriters, script writer. Um, we bring him in as well for two days and he goes through your project with you. And I mean, the, these are all just incredible. So it's NSI covers all of that for you. Very cool. Very cool. That's mm -hmm. Did you guys want to come back? No? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be awesome to get you guys in as a, as a case study for sure with what you've done with your, you know, with what your training, how far you guys have come. For sure. Yeah. 
uh, even though even though it's not been uh, the project we went through with the the yeah these these two films have certainly uh, been informed by our experience with uh, with the NSI Features First program and uh, really I don't think we would have been able to do them uh, without that knowledge. So absolutely um, not. We're going to get and there. They're, you know they're and they're stepping stones right to getting yeah. synapse made. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's all part of a larger strategy, of course. Yes. Well, and I think what I love about you guys, there's so many teams that are like this, almost everybody is, is that you always want to give back. Like you went through the training, but you're like, well, how else can I help you? What else can I do? And you're always so gracious and you're always so kind. And I think that goes so far in this industry to be really, you know, good people. And and I see it. I see it all the time. So keep it up. Keep it up. We're super proud of you guys. And then I think, you know, this as well is even, uh, even though you're out of the program, we continue to promote you through our newsletter, uh, yeah, any of totally. our social media. Oh but, yeah. You know, you just, it's a, it's we'll amazing. Yeah. We, and, yeah, and sometimes we don't even tell you about something or we, or we forget to, but then we see it in the newsletter and it's, uh, it's so nice to know that, uh, you're out there looking out for us and, and, uh, keeping an eye on what we're up to and sharing it. It's huge. Yeah. And we're all doing it. Like we're all, you know, coming across different things and then there you guys are. So. Well, very cool. It's much appreciated. Uh, I think we're pretty close to time here. Uh, Was there anything Maddie else that you wanted to chat about? Well, I just, I I don't know. um, I don't, I don't know how much, have we talked about Al McGee uh, very much? Yeah, he is our, so he's our program advisor. Yeah. And, uh, so he, you can read about him online as well because we have our bios, but um, he's a nice guy and I've known him for many years. So I was happy that he was willing to step into the role when Melissa had to leave. Melissa's with Super Channel and she's so busy that she had to sadly give up the role, she for said, sure. but uh, we were lucky that Al could step in. But Al's, he's a producer, he's a showrunner, he's a writer. Um, he has over 30 years experience in all of that. Um, he's got 50 feature film credits uh, oh so he has worked on many feature films. Wow. Um, he worked with a lot of the filmmakers. He's based out of Toronto. So he has all those connections. Cool. Uh, so he's a television producer, creative consultant. Uh, so he's got over 2000 episodes of scripted, unscripted documentary. He's worked on series, uh, trailer park boys, income property, uh, kink interrupt the program he's done that and wow. he's won a canadian screen award and nominated for an emmy as well like, he's just a great guy so he works really individually with with the projects which is super important that he right. he can get in there he's been there done that knows exactly who to speak to right. so we're really lucky to have the people that we do um and anytime i'm setting up a schedule i can contact anybody and say hey would you be able to come out and help us with the boot camp and they always say yes like every year i'm like thank god they're saying yes <laughs> and uh yeah so that, i think that says a lot about us but i do think they're getting something out of it as well because they're getting first look at brand new projects oh, yes. and brand new team absolutely so it's it goes both ways and we have had uh projects that have gone through the program where an executive producer says, I want it. I want a piece of that project. And we have had distributors look at our projects and go, I want in on that project. So, I mean, it's, it's giving you, it's opening a door that you would never have imagined. So. Amazing. That's Certainly. very cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Shelley. That was really... Uh, it was think... a lot of filling our brains. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, well, if anybody has any questions, just direct them to me. And, uh, you know, any anything. There's still a lot of time. We still have like a month to go before the deadline. So Sure. Right. And where can people reach you if, uh, if they would like to reach out? Um, well, they, you can check our nsi-canada.ca website. You can find me on there. Okay. But my email address is shelly.quaid at nsi-canada.ca. Awesome. Or you can just, uh, my phone number's down there as well on my underneath as well. But you can reach me on uh, 204-232-9755. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah, or Wonderful. through Bill's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or yeah, or through us, of course. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Shelley, for the time. Really appreciate uh, all that information. I know uh, the Alberta film community will appreciate it as well. Totally. Well, we're really looking to get some more applications from Alberta because, as you know, we had Sandy and Scott and Sandy went through this year, so a lot of people right. know who they are. And their project is incredible, and it's one of those ones that's going to get made. So. Just talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's been, been modeled, a model team. So Totally. Awesome. Well, thank you, Shelly. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Okay, Bye. Bye-bye. Well, a huge thank you to Shelly and, uh, and you know, the whole uh, NSI team for uh, coming on the show and, and uh, giving us that information. You've got an edge now, Alberta filmmakers, to, uh, to get your applications in. So I hope you will use it. Um, and feel free to reach out to Scott and myself if you have any questions about uh, your application. We'd love to help you out. And let's jump into the news you can use uh, with, uh, of course, sponsored every week by our wonderful sponsor, Bleeding Art Industries, who come to us yet again this week with a wonderful tip. Uh, And uh, they say one tip we haven't touched on thus far is one of the most important elements when working, uh, when producing work, sound. We discovered just how important this was putting together the trailer for Skeleton Girl. It took us a very long time to get a visually impactful assembly, but it was the sound design that made it work. In many horror films, it is the soundtrack that makes the movie, not just the image. Sound design can lead, mislead, and shock the viewer in ways that an, av- uh, that an image can never do. Visual is just one part of the overall experience, but with a good sound design, an ordinary scene can be knocked out of the park. Uh, we write this the day after working with the fantastic Frank Larata at Propeller Studios on the sound for an upcoming trailer, who will again work his magic on our series Twisted Tales for Demented Children. So check that out. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find that soon on their uh, social media channels. And uh, of course, sound is so important. We talk about it all the time, and it's so often an afterthought, uh, but uh, it's incredibly powerful. And, uh, you know, you can even write to it, uh, but I could talk about that for forever. But let's talk about this. The NSI features first application deadline, September 14th uh, at 4.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh, so I believe that's 2.30 p.m. Alberta time. Uh, and uh, they're going to be accepting applications for first or second time future filmmakers uh, because if you don't know, if you didn't just listen to it, uh, NSI Features First is a 10-month training course, uh, including a week-long phase one training session that takes place in Toronto in February of 2019, uh, as well as some other phases uh, in addition to that. Uh, there is a $1,500 tuition fee, but as Shelley just said, uh, you know, if you're if you if you are successful in this uh, in this program, um, that fee you kind of get that back in the form of a $10,000 development 
uh, grant at the end of the uh, at the end of the the program. So, um, you know, you, you obviously it's I think it's about creating investments. So you find that fifteen hundred dollars, uh, you know, to invest and commit to the project to the program, and uh, you know, you kind of you kind of do get it back in the end. Uh, so, you know, we've been talking about it all episodes, so, uh, you know, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't, uh, keep talking about it for too long. Um, but you know, we, we want a lot of strong applications, uh, from Alberta. Uh, as always, it makes, makes all the Alberta filmmakers look good. If we inundate them with applications and they say, well, heck, maybe, maybe we need an Alberta only features first program. And, and, you know, it's not that crazy uh, to think of there are, you know, there are sponsors, there are ways that we can make that happen in Alberta. If we, if we show that we need, uh, the support. So get your application in. If you are an ACTRA member, uh, the, uh, the ACTRA Alberta, uh, is pleased to announce funding for ACTRA Alberta members to create their own work, and they're handing out eight grants of $1,000 to be given to members who produce under the member-initiated program agreement. So uh, if, you, if you're not aware of the member-initiated program, uh, as a member, you can access the ACTRA um, agreements and use ACTRA actors uh, you, you know, uh, at a much reduced rate or even, uh, I hesitate to say if I, I don't know if I'm correct or not, but even free, depending on the size of your project. Um, so that does mean that, you know, you, you know, you have to be the full and, and majority owner of the project and you have to be an actor member. So it's, it's kind of a, a unique position to be in. Uh, but now, uh, if you need a little kickstart for your project, uh, actor is giving uh, a total of eight thousand dollars to eight uh, eight members. So, uh, pretty cool opportunity. the The submission deadline for that is October first, and uh, they do require that the project be complete by February twenty nineteen. So, uh, I mean, check out the link in the show notes for more information. I'm assuming that's for uh, a short film. Uh, uh, so, uh, so that's probably quite doable. Uh, upcoming events, the, of course, the, the Fava Summer Party happening August 17th from 6 p.m. to midnight. Admission is free. Come hang out with a bunch of cool filmmakers in Edmonton. Uh, and they'll be unveiling the results of the Super 8 Challenge. So check it out. Uh, that's going to be a fun night. Loose Moose Directors Challenge. Local film directors Mike Peterson and Spencer Esterbrooks will be, will be competing in head-to-head uh, uh, with uh, Loose Moose Improvisers. And the audience determines which director continues and which director loses and must move on to their next pitch. Uh, this is happening August 25th at 8 p.m. And tickets can be bought in advance at loosemoose.com or at the box office. Uh, check out the link in the show notes for more information on that. Uh, CSIF also having a summer event, the summer barbecue and karaoke party, uh, where you can celebrate the summer with burgers, drinks, and friends and karaoke. There will be vegan and gluten-free burger options. And this is a free event that is open to, uh, all, everyone in the film community, though donations are appreciated. And, uh, you can check out the link in the show notes for more information on that. There's also a ton of clubs happening at the CSIF. If you haven't heard, there's the actors club. There's the Madame's in Motion Club. There's Remaking a Scene, CSIF's Adaptation Club. There's the Screenwriting Script Club, Sound Club, VFX Club. Uh, you got to check out the link in the show notes. You, well, actually, uh, I don't know if we have a link directly to this, but um, if you go if you go to the CSIF website, you're going to be able to see the clubs, I'm sure. Uh, and if you're interested in more information, uh, check it out and uh, drop in on uh, on a, a cool uh, a club meetup. Um Upcoming screenings happening, the Canadian theatrical release of Wall, which is Calgary director Cam Christensen's Rosie Award-winning animated feature Wall, written by 
playwright David Hare and produced by David Christensen and Bonnie Thompson for NFB Edmonton opens this month across Canada. The Calgary premiere at the Globe Cinema will be on August 17th and will feature a Q&A by Christensen while the film opens uh, in Edmonton on September 15th at the Metro Cinema. Upcoming workshops and classes, uh, the FAVA free-for-all, of course, location sound event. This is a limit of eight people, but it's free, and uh, you get hands-on with gear. This is August 26th, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m., and it's uh, just a free opportunity to get hands-on with gear, uh, learn about the pitfalls uh, and the upside, uh, or sound pitfalls that you can learn to avoid, and work with a mixer, point of boom, and most importantly, what to listen for. We've had Natasha Tony on this show, which is very cool. Uh, she is running a respectful workplace training workshop for film workers designed specifically for the film industry. This is, uh, is a course that examines acceptable and unacceptable workplace behaviors, including those that are considered bullying and harassment. Using the occupational health and safety lens, this is a day-long course that identifies the responsibilities of employers, supervisors, and workers with regard to prevention and response and provides practical strategies to improve communication and create a positive workplace environment. This is happening Sunday, September 9th uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., uh, and it's uh, it's open to IATSE, DGC, and ACTRA members. It's being put on by ACTRA in this particular case, and you can RSVP uh, or find out more information at abevents at actra.ca. Just send an email there. Intermediate screenwriting course happening uh, September 11th, 2018, uh, during uh, for 10 weeks, uh, going until November 13th, Tuesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's $475. Uh, instructors yet to be determined, uh, but you can register uh, by checking out the link in the show notes uh, or checking out fava.ca. Fava also running their video kitchen. Uh, it's an introductory course and the prerequisite to their main course uh, program, which is uh, all about getting you all the ingredients you need to mix together to make a film, screenwriting, budgeting, scheduling, casting, camera technique, shot lists, storyboards, lighting, sound, and editing. You'll have lots of opportunities to get your hands dirty as you cook up your own four to six minute short film. Dramatic documentary or experimental projects are encouraged and all necessary Fava gear rentals are included in the price. That means that for $845 plus GST over 12 weeks, you're going to get to make your own film. Um, and that's a steal. I got to tell you, there's, I mean, there's going to be some other expenses, but, um, if you're looking to make a short, a low budget, short film, $845 to cover a lot of your gear expenses, editing a lot of that stuff. Um, that's a pretty great deal. So I get started right away on September 15th. Uh, you can call 780-429-1671 or check out fava.ca and check out their video kitchen course. Of course, coming up after that, over at IATSE 212, an introductory workshop uh, to the lighting department called LX1, instructed by Scott Lutley, uh, is happening at William F. White. Uh, This is on September 15th at 8 a.m., and it is $25 for for, uh, members and $45 for permits. So this is uh, an introduction to the lighting department, uh, and it's going to focus on experiment, uh, equipment identification, job expectations, and hands-on practice with the gear. Permit applications must be submitted to IATSE 212 prior to registering for this course. You can check out the link in the show notes for more information on that. And Upstarts uh, 
happening again. This one is for, I believe, uh, Calgary. I don't know if the Edmonton one still happens or not. Workshops are running from September 24th to uh, November 26th. Uh, eight evenings with no classes on the 8th or the 12th of November, I should say. Uh, no classes on the 8th of October or November, or November 12th. Cost is $180 for members of Ampio, Actra, or WIFTA, or $230 for non-members. You do need to send a resume and headshot uh, in order to uh, participate, and uh, final decisions will be made by Wednesday, September 19th, and the total number of participants will be 12, well, plus also four directors. So if you don't know about this, it's mainly an opportunity for directors, uh, for actors to work on, on scenes every week, uh, but also for for uh, two directors a night, four directors total, to work scenes with actors. Uh, they get shot and edited. It's not fancy, anything fancy. It's it's a workshop. It's you know it's an exercise, but uh, you do get to work with the camera, work with the actors, figure out your placement. Um, and uh, and you know you know take direction from directors if you're an actor and direct actors if you're uh, a director. So a cool opportunity for uh, for uh, those people in those roles. What's shooting here in Alberta? Well, we've got Black Summer, uh, the Netflix series Heartland continues. Z the feature film just wrapped up, I believe, August seventeenth, and uh, Tenfold is coming to. Um, to Alberta. Uh, let's not forget about Jan coming up soon. Of course, there's also a lost in space unit shoot happening. Uh, and a couple of other, uh, you know, low budget projects that are on the horizon as well as the property brothers moving in, uh, to Alberta to shoot, uh, for a couple of weeks. And, uh, of course, Tinstar continues its, uh, its run. So, uh, lots going on in Alberta not, not to be forgotten, uh, Jones and happening in September. Uh, so that is it, everybody. I, uh, what could I recommend for you today? Uh, if you are interested in, uh, (laughs) stuff, let me tell you, uh, about stuff. Um, you know what? I, uh, I don't think I've chatted with you guys since I, I, uh, I went on this. Uh, I was probably totally annoying your uh, your social feeds if you are uh, if you are a friend of mine or or follow me on on Twitter. Um, I went to a uh, charity event called uh, Stranded Water Valley in support of Kids Up Front Calgary, and had a had a wild, wonderful blast of a time playing basically Survivor, um, and. Uh, you know, just a hats off to Crooked Cinema, who is there kind of shooting a little bit of uh, the action. Um, and, uh, you know, I would I would highly recommend that you come and check out the screening of uh, of the uh, <laughs> of the whole uh, debacle. Um, yeah, I think that's happening in November. So come check that out. Um, I uh, I can tell you that I do OK but I don't want to ruin the ending for you. Uh, but if you do show up, it is going to be an event in support of Kids Up Front Calgary. So um, I hope you'll uh, you'll come check that out. So that's my recommendation for now. It's probably a couple months away, but I uh, hope to see you at that screening. I'll, I'll be sharing more information on that. And hey, thank you to everybody who made a donation. Um, it, makes, uh, it makes a huge difference and it means a lot. Thanks to Briar, Chad, Britt, and Seth 
for making this podcast a possibility every week. And if you're an Alberta filmmaker, this podcast is for you. It's about you. So share with us. Let us know what you've got going on in your community. Hey, also, huge thanks to the Nerdvana team up in Fort McMurray. I almost forgot. Uh, We haven't really been talking much about them, but boy, they have been having uh, some awesome success. Uh, They just had their screening last night as I record this of the, I I think, the pilot episode or maybe the entire thing uh, of Nerdvana. Um, man, go check them out. So, you know, search, search that on Facebook, uh, Nerdvana, uh, and Google. Follow their social channels because uh, they're up to some cool stuff, and uh, they had some great success last night. So, huge congrats to them. But if you've got some interesting information or some success you'd like to share, we'd love to share it with the community. So, let us know. You can reach out to us at hello at abfilmcast.ca. You can also follow fo- uh, follow us, like us, follow like us, found stuff, social media. It's all abfilmcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast on uh, iTunes. And if you could give us five stars there, that would make a big. That would be a big deal. That makes a difference for us. That's a huge thing uh, for helping other people find the podcast. Thank you for listening. One last word from our sponsor. And after that, go make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.